What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay. <laughs> we are going to get back into gear here. And uh, for that, we are going to go to our man, the biggest star in the business. Forget about what you've heard. He is uh, pretty much uh, the guy when it comes to technology. We've got the great Niall Nickel with us. Niall, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Well, we don't even have to get in gear for this. We're already going. Come on. <laughs> so um, I, I want to know what your thoughts are on this Elon Musk thing because Yesterday, this was like the biggest story on the planet. Oh, my God, Elon Musk. And then I see he just bought some stock. What, 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 is, what is the real story here with this Twitter thing? You know, I have to say, I've got a lot of different thoughts on this. My, my first big thought is if there's anybody to shake up the social media market, it's Elon Musk. Because the man follows no rules that anybody lays down. Uh, even, uh, don't know if you know this, but when you buy more than a 5% stake in a public company, there's an SEC disclosure you have to do. You've got to do it within 10 days. Of course, did Elon Musk do that within 10 days? No, he did not. As a matter of fact, he waited to day 11, and I think that was just to annoy the SEC, which has become his uh, third favorite pastime, I think. So, uh, you know, uh, as I say that, the thing that I'm looking at is he floated out uh, less than a month ago now, a few weeks ago, a poll on, nonetheless, Twitter. And he said, hey, I am thinking about maybe starting a social media company because I'm tired of not being able to have free speech. Now, and, and then the next thing you know, he announces a, a little over a 9% stake in Twitter. And I'm curious, and I'm confused, and I don't have an answer. How does free speech and Twitter equate to each other? So, uh, just today, by the way, Twitter announced, uh, because apparently he has been given a, a pretty senior-level board position, Twitter announced that they'll have the same uh, policies that apply to Elon Musk as any other user. So if he violates their standards, they'll still ban him. Now, I think all of that is hilarious. But what do I make of it all? <laughs> all of that I think is hilarious, yes. I think it's going to be interesting, to say the least. It is Niall Nickel. He's with us today here in our program. So uh, what are some of the big social media stories that you have for us today, my friend? Well, you know, the biggest stories that we've got going on right now, and, and there's sort of three of them that I have for you today that are interrelated. Um, it happens to do with cybersecurity and, and, and privacy on social media. Don't know if you've paid attention, but the FBI, uh, I don't want to say just announced, but it was just discovered that the FBI just spent a rather large sum of money. In fact, 
Congress is trying to get an idea exactly how big the contract was on a um, an uh, an app, if you will, that deals with social media tracking. Uh, they think they spent about $34 million on it, but uh, it's from a company called Babel Street. Now, uh, are you ready for this? Babel Street is a company based out of Reston, Virginia. Now, what does that tell you? Just by itself. I don't know. What, what, I, I, <laughs> well, I, I don't understand why, would it, why, why, why this company's in Virginia and all the shenanigans. I well, not make the, any the, sense to me, but... The rest on Virginia connection, you know, the CIA is right around the corner. And what do they oh, do with okay. old CIA officers? But anyway, this new, uh, new, uh, I guess, a uh, program with the FBI uh, is going to track users, and they're going to track users over just about every social media site that you could imagine. I mean, obviously, Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, going on the dark web, VX, which is a European social media platform, and Telegram. But the list doesn't stop there. It goes on to get Discord, Gab, Parler, Reddit, Snapchat, TikTok. I mean, they're going to track you everywhere you go. And the FBI <laughs> said in, in their comments, gosh, there was a lot of uh, social media noise leading up to the the January 6th event, and, and we missed it, and maybe we should have caught it. And so we're going to pay more attention to some of the discussions on social media, and maybe we'll be more aware of what's happening in the country. <laughs> now, that's my paraphrase, but that's basically what they said. <laughs> it is Niall Nickel. He's with us today here on our big program. And, uh, Niall, uh, what is the next big story that you have for us, my friend? Well, as I said, it's it's related to the FBI looking at us all over social media everywhere. Uh, officially, they've announced it. So uh, the government just announced that it launched the Bureau of Cyberspace and Digital Policy. Now, by the way, this is one of the things that we've needed for quite some time. Uh, we haven't had a national cyber security policy, dig digital policy at all. It is going to be a cabinet uh, level position, um, basically, a, I shouldn't say cabinet level, it'll be an ambassador position. Um, but uh, they say that they are going to focus on cyberspace, digital technologies, and digital policy, specifically focusing on privacy. Uh, so, you know, we got the FBI spying on us, and now we have a new bureau of the government that's going to protect our privacy. So maybe these two ought to get together and figure out how that works. It is Niall Nickel. He's with us today here in our program. So, Niall, uh, what is what is the final story you have for us today? Gosh, it's so hard. You know, let, let's get out of all this doom and gloom and all of that, and let's talk about dr delivery drones. Um, we're starting to see drone deliveries from Amazon, Alphabet, and, and many others um, that are actually quietly rolling out across America. I mean, we've got things in Arkansas. We've got things in Texas. We've got things in North Carolina. Uh, we've got things in Virginia um, where they're delivering everything from uh, Amazon orders, you know, maybe a bottle of Advil, a takeout meal, or even an iPhone, 
uh, and uh, they are starting to roll out literally thousands uh, to tens of thousands of drone deliveries. So you're actually starting to see what was predicted to happen, oh, about five, six years ago now. You're actually starting to see it come into your backyard, front yard, or wherever you might get a drone to drop a package. Uh, they're all doing things a little bit different. Uh, the one that was most fascinating to me was a company called Flytrex that's uh, delivering for a parent company, uh, which is Brinker International. You won't recognize that name, but you might recognize the name of Chili's and Maggiano's little uh, Italy restaurant um, that are now doing you know, food deliveries via drone. Uh, pretty cool stuff, and uh, it looks like it's going to... Uh, maybe be in our backyard by the end of the year. Uh, the FAA is finally starting to give approvals uh, for completely pilotless automated drone deliveries. Wow. So uh, technology is is changing yet again, my friend. Yep, yep, yep. You used to go in the bank and find bankers. ATMs replaced them. You know, that friendly FedEx driver that delivers all your Amazon packages on a first-name basis with you, uh, well, now it'll just be a buzz in the sky. (laughs) Niall, before we let you go, how do we get in touch with you online, social media, all these things? Easiest way to get me anymore is just go to that Twitter box, as you like to call it. Go to at Niall Nickel. That's Niall like the river, Nickel like the coin. You can find me there. A lot of the things I talk about, but you also have the opportunity to drop me a DM or a chat there. Well, Niall, I will talk to you next week. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you, sir. You do the same. Appreciate it. There he goes. The great Niall Nickel, and we are going to take a timeout. And if you're joining us on YouTube, thank you. If you're joining us on Twitch, thank you as well. Hopefully, I will get unbanned from our other account and I can go back to it on Twitch. Shh, don't tell anybody. We got more coming up. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. Tell us the deductible you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-991-7014. 800-991-7014. That's 800-991-7014. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. 
Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral cost skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate lock, call LifeCare at 800-671-0247. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. A jacuzzi bath system fits in your existing tub space. It's a no-mess installation with an amazing style selection, factory-certified installers, and a limited lifetime warranty. Call 800-763-8517. That's 800-763-8517. Right now and get 50% off installations with no interest and no payments for 12 months. Replace that old bathtub today with a walk-in shower for a safer bathing experience. If you have lived in your home for over 15 years, it's time to remodel your bathroom for a virtual or in-home home appointment. Call 800-763-8517. That's 800-763-8517. 800-763-8517. You work hard to provide a better life for your family. The only problem is that you now have a tax bill that you can't afford to pay. The IRS is now threatening to garnish your wages and put a levy on your bank account. You can't ignore the IRS. They won't go away on their own. You need help and you need it now. Give us a call now and we'll create a plan of action for you that we guarantee will work. Stop the harassing phone calls. Stop the threatening letters. Stop wage garnishments. Stop any bank levies. And most importantly, put an end to your tax nightmare once and for all. If you have a tax debt of $10,000 or more, call the tax pros at United Tax Fix today. Representatives are standing by to assist you. Call 800-678-7027. 800-678-7027. That's 800-678-7027. Call now. Yo, word them up. This is the former CMLL, L, and AAA World Champion Conan, and you're listening to the Jiggy Jaguar the on the network at JiggyJaguar.com. Orale, arriba la raza. He added an L on it. It is the big broadcast. We are live. We are coast to coast and border to border on iHeartRadio today. Thanks for tuning in to the big broadcast. From the KJAG Radio Studios in downtown Edison, Kansas, we are live Monday through Friday, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 PM Mountain Standard, and of course, 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com. On the TuneIn apps, you can also find us on our own app in both the app stores, iPod and Google Play, excuse me, and Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, we are all over the place. The web is lousy with Jigman Freud. And uh, we want to thank you for joining us today here on our big, big, big broadcast. However, let's let's tell you about a fantastic new marketing partner that we have with us today. 
they are amazing. And uh, it is a brand new game. It is called Kess.Fun. I want you all to know about a brand new board game from Wisconsin. It is called Kess, and you can get it on Kess.Fun. That is K-E-S-S-D-O-T-F-U-N. It's a lot of fun, kids. Fast moving. And if you like the chess, the checkers, Monopoly, and Battleship, you will love the Kess game. It is a battle game, and the Kess company markets it as an official game of the new Cold War. Play a game of Kess today at www.kess.fun. That's Kess.fun. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Okay, we are going to go to our next guest here in just a few. And if you want to get a hold of us online, you can do so at JiggyCheckWire.com. I am... We did an interview last Friday? Last Friday, I believe it was. No, Sunday. Sunday. (laughs) Sunday, we did an interview with... Kimmy Kaboom, who is a porno stall. She is an adult film individual. And she was on our program. And she was on the old Skip Skype, the old Skype Rooney. Now, I didn't think that Skype, she she had she had some stuff going on on the side. She had a banner set up. Where it showed her, where it showed her, as the great John Roger Weinhofer would say, her breasticles. And um, well, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but apparently Twitch did. <laughs> oh boy, did Twitch do it! They kicked us off Twitch for three days. So what do you do? When you get kicked off Twitch, you go to your other account. <laughs> so that's exactly what we've done. So um, this account that we have for Twitch, um, you know, it's there, it's here, it's everywhere, and we love it. And I'm glad that we were able to uh, make this work today. So thank you to everybody who is paying attention to us on the old Twitch today. But we're going to go to our our first guest here in just a few. Uh, I believe our first guest is from the mind of the great Erwin Zucker, who, by the way, is fantastic. I love Erwin. And uh, we are going to go to our first guest here in just a few, the fantastic Herbie J. Palato. I love Herbie J. Pilato, and we will talk to him here in just a few. In fact, why don't we just dial him up on the old telephone or on the skip Skype, the old Skype Rooney? Let's get Herbie J. Pilato in here. That Herbie J. Pilato, as they say. And uh, we are going to get the great Herbie J. Pilato in here. The J stand for, I guess we'll find out. Maybe Joseph. I don't know. We'll find out. 
Pilatos are... Hello? There's Herbie J. Pilato. How are you, Herbie? It's James giving you a call for your interview. How are you, sir? Good, James. How are you? Pretty good, actually. I am so happy that we've got you on with us today. Uh, You are one of my favorite people, by the way, just because we share a love for classic television. (laughs) Um, You have some incredible books out there. You've written uh, several, several, several great books on biographies of Elizabeth Montgomery from Bewitched, Mary Tyler Moore. Um, you've talked about all the various uh, legends of TV's past with us many a time, and I am so glad that uh, you're with us today here in our broadcast. You can uh, also, um, our guest, Herbie J. Pilato, is the co-executive producer of Then Again with Herbie J. Pilato, which is a popular classic TV talk show, and uh, Herbie joins us today here on our big broadcast. How have you been, my friend? I've been good. Busy. Crazy busy, but good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So what did you, what do you make of award shows nowadays that are on uh, television? Because it, it's not like it was back in the day. Well, no, clearly not. <laughs> uh, I, I never saw anybody slap Bob Hope. Um <laughs> Well, I don't know if anybody would have the balls to slap Bob Hope. Yeah. That's well, at least not on camera. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, well, first of all, what's happened is there's too many shows. There's yes. too many award shows, and having too many award shows deletes the importance of the real ones. As far as I'm concerned, there should only be the Oscars, the Emmys, the Grammys, the Tonys. That's it. That's it. Um, because that's really the core um, respectful accolade of of each sex, sector of the industry. You know, it's they started to expand a little bit with the Golden Globes, which is now you know pretty much gone out the window. Yeah. And then the People's Choice Awards started, and then the American Music Awards came into being, and then the SAG Awards. It just it just got too it's much. Too much. And, you know, you lose the magic, like anything else, when there's too much of anything else. We've got Herbie J. Pilato with us today. He is uh, telling it like it is on this uh, fabulous, fabulous Tuesday. And um, so besides April 15th being tax day, why is this date special, Herbie? (laughs) Well, it's Elizabeth Montgomery's birthday. That's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) And she, I think she would have been 80, 89. Uh, the big wow. 9 would have been next year. Yeah, so um, she's a special person. Uh, really, they don't make them like Elizabeth anymore when it comes to stars. And I started to watch, again, which I kind of relaxed a little bit, but I started to watch TCM, uh, you know, Turner Classic Movies, which is such an excellent network. Yes. And, you know, and they they did a tribute recently, to, just the other day, to Doris Day, who would have been 100. So hopefully they'll do something like that with Elizabeth. Well, I'll tell you, Elizabeth Montgomery, uh, just an amazing, amazing performer. A lot of people just think of her for Bewitched. But she did so much more. 
Oh, my gosh. She did, first of all, about 200 guest spots on television before Bewitched. Wow. Um, she, she did anything, any show that was anything in that era, in the 50s and early 60s, she did it. Whether it was 77 Cents Up Strip, where she played, by the way, That's a biracial awesome. character. In 1961, wow. she was playing a biracial character. Um, she did The Twilight Zone, of course, which a lot of people know. Yep. Yep. She did The Untouchables, where she played a prostitute, and she was Emmy-nominated for that. And then after Bewitched, you know, she did A Case of Rape. She did The Legend of Lizzie Borden, yep. which her father did not want her to do. Her father was Robert Montgomery. Um, he felt that she was uh, frustrated with the fact that he left her mother, and that since Lizzie Borden axed her father and stepmother to death, uh, Robert said, oh, so you would do Lizzie Borden. What are you trying to tell me? <laughs> wow. Was, he got he crazy. got all that out of that. Oh yeah. Holy yeah, they, smokes. They, they had an odd love not like relationship. So Yeah. Wow. That's that that that's amazing because I would have never <laughs> I would have never put all that oh, together. Holy crap. <laughs> that's a hell of a deal, my friend. So uh when what got her bewitched? Well, she was doing movies. She wanted to be a movie star. Yeah, and she did a movie called Johnny Cool uh, with William Asher, who was the director, and they had met on that sh on that film, but they didn't get along, at least not on the first day. But then they fell in love and got married and wanted to work together. She really didn't want to work at all, but he convinced her to do a TV show. That way they could spend more time together. And, you know, she really was very family oriented and she liked the regular life of a nine to five job, even though you're never really going to be regular when you're a TV star. Yeah. Um, but she tried. And so Bewitch came along and uh, they had a different idea for another show called um, the fun couple where there was this woman who was very rich and she fell in love with this guy who was just like uh, a, a garage mechanic and Harry Ackerman, who was a friend of Bill Asher's. They'd known each other from I love Lucy because Bill Asher directed I love Lucy and Harry Ackerman was the president of CBS. And now Harry was over at screen gems running, you know, the TV division of Columbia. And he said, well, I like the fun couple, but I've got a, another idea which is similar, which you might like better, and that was Bewitched. So instead of witchcraft uh, and a woman who had a lot of money, there was witchcraft, Bewitched, with a woman who could do magic. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, she put a lot of time and effort into Bewitched and got a, got a lot of fame off of Bewitched. Um, one of the things that I'm always interested in when it comes to uh, the, I, I, I guess, the business of Hollywood and things like this, um, was was Bewitched one of these shows where you 
you know, like like for instance, Elizabeth Montgomery's estate or whatever, they're probably not getting royalties from Bewitched to this day, right? Oh, that's not that's well, that's not true. Oh, what happened okay. was before she died, if I recall correctly, before she died, um, she made sure that um, everything, all rights, you know, because she's, I believe she and Bill had sold the rights to Bewitched, like, for a lot of money back in the day, okay? And before they got divorced, because they eventually divorced, like, in 74. Yeah. But at some point in the 90s, when the nostalgic craze was booming and and Elizabeth's face was on cups and saucers and stuff, she wasn't getting any money from that. Yeah. And she made sure that she was and that her family would receive money after she died. That's awesome. They have, yeah, they're, they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, cause I hear so many stories of, you know, classic TV folks that, you know, they, they, they don't make a dime off some of these (laughs) and and they're all in reruns now. And that's because before 1970, there were horrific laws that did not protect, TV stars, that they did not have, you know, the, um, the contracts that stars have today where the, you know, the royalties are going to be forever. It was like if back in the day, if an episode of your show ran seven times, that was it. You were not getting paid for more than seven episodes, more seven, more than seven reruns. And that's that's not the case today. Those laws have changed, thank God. That's awesome. That's great. We have got Herbie J. Pilato with us today. Now, Herbie has also written an incredible book on Mary Tyler Moore. Uh, are are you putting out a a revised edition of this, or what, what's yes. what's going on with this? Yes, there, right now there's only a a couple a couple hardcovers left, original hardcovers of, of the book, which, by the way, can be purchased at Amazon.com, along with my other books on Elizabeth Montgomery. Um, but the revised printed, uh, the, the revised soft cover, trade cover, um, is, is I'm excited about because we're doing a new electronic version. It's re, there's revisions regarding updates of certain aspects of her life. And I'd wanted to do a revision from the moment that I first published the original book, and which was three years ago. So I'm very excited about the new edition. Paperback, it's going to be in paperback. That's the word I was looking for. It's going to be in paperback and electronic, while still, at the same time, get those hardcovers because there's not going to be too many of them left. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> was was uh, were you going to be doing uh, anything with the hardcovers? Are they are they pretty much they're going to be collectors' items at a certain stage? At the moment, they're going they're collectors' items. Um, I don't know for sure. We might do a, another hardcover edition later, but that's not a guarantee. And I and they did. My publisher really did a phenomenal job with the the design of the hardcover, which is kind of unique. It's got raised lettering, and it's it's really pretty. So there's that. But I'm not. I don't know if there's going to be another um, return to print for the hardcover. 
That's awesome. It is Herbie J. Pilato. He joins us today here on our big broadcast. You can get more information, HerbieJPilato.com for Herbie's official website. And um, one of the things that we, last time we had you on the broadcast, we had some folks that uh, sent me a few questions, and uh, I, I find it amazing that Irwin included this question today when he sent it to me. But uh, what is the difference between Twitch Upon a Star and the essential Elizabeth Montgomery? Because the last time we had you on, I literally got questions about this. Wow. Okay. No, that's <laughs> so. a very good question. Um, Twitch Upon a Star is a narrative biography of her life. Okay. And at one point, it was larger because I had in the back about 200 extra pages that was like an outline of all of her films and TV shows that I was going to put as an index. And my publisher said, Herbie, that's too much. So we ended up taking the index and making a separate book, which became The Essential Elizabeth Montgomery, which is essentially an encyclopedia of her book. So the Twitch Upon a Star book is a biography, a narrative biography, and the essential Elizabeth Montgomery is an encyclopedia of her work. Every wow. TV show, every movie listed with credits and stories from her and others of behind the scenes. It's really, and it's very, it's also very pretty. It's got beautiful color photos in it. And Twitch Upon a Star is too. It's a hard cover, but the essential list of Montgomery is a soft cover, and it has a lot of, lot of wonderful photos. Herbie J. Pilato with us today. He joins us here on our big broadcast. And um, a lot of folks have, over the years, kind of compared Mary Tyler Moore and Elizabeth Montgomery together. Um, I've heard this comparison on many occasions what is the similarities between these two? So it's so odd. It really is. All right. First of all, they were both TV stars, female icons of the 1960s on hit TV shows uh, where they played married couple. And they were, you know, part of a married couple. Elizabeth was on Bewitched, played married to Dick York and then Dick Sargent. And Mary Tyler Moore was playing Laura Petrie, married to... Dick Van Dyke on the Dick Van Dyke show. Then they were both daughters of strict fathers who did not want them to get into the entertainment industry or to act at all. They, I mean, Robert Montgomery, huge movie star, um, but he didn't want his daughter to follow in his footsteps because he thought it would be too painful for her. And then when he, he, she became a bigger star than he was, then he just got jealous. <laughs> That's kind of what I figured. <laughs> yeah. Um, with regards to Mary, her father wasn't a movie star, but he did not want, he was very strict with her like Elizabeth's father, and he did not want her to get into the industry. But once she did become a star, he's like, oh, yeah, that's my daughter. Uh, then <laughs> of course. Started, you know, it became a different tune. So they felt, both Mary and Elizabeth felt stereotyped by Samantha and Laura Petrie. And then later on, when Mary did the Mary Tyler Moore show and she played another sweet type character, you know, she felt stereotyped by that. People would come up with her and say, oh, Mary, Mary Richards is so sweet. I wish I could be like her. And, and Mary would say, yeah, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> so 
See, then they both, after these shows, Bewitched and the Mary Tyler Moore show and Dick Van Dyke, they did these deep, dark TV movies. Yes. To do something so different. You know, they rarely did comedies after Bewitched and the Mary Tyler Moore show and Dick Van Dyke show. It was just an odd thread. Now, Mary stuck in there all these years, and she embraced eventually the fact that she was Laura Petrie and, and Mary Richard. She started to accept that. And had Elizabeth lived long, she died much too young at 62 and 95, yeah. uh, she would have embraced it as well. Um, everybody thought that Elizabeth hated Bewitched. She did not hate Bewitched. She just wanted to move on from it. She loved Bewitched, but she did not really like to talk about it in interviews until, of course, she talked with me and she trusted me and she opened up to me. That's why those books are so great because they have information, oh, yeah. you know, from Elizabeth Montgomery that's just never, ever been um, documented. Yeah, I think if Elizabeth Montgomery would have would have lived uh, to see the, I guess the 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 boom that that there is with historical tv and 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 vintage tv and and everybody being into all the old shows like they were uh you know what is old is new again kind of thing i i think she would have just got a hoot out of all that yeah no she would have she she truly would have because she didn't you know back in the day in 1989 when i met her she didn't realize how well-loved she was. Oh, yeah. Right before Nick at Night was doing Bewitched Again and all those, you know, the, the, like I said before, the retroactive um, interest and nostalgia. It was right before um, that came, I met her, and she was like, why, you know, why do you care? And I explained to her why I cared and that I wasn't just the only one who cared and that everybody still loved her as much as they did in 1964. Yes, yes. And, you know, that is the thing that I notice with um, we, we go and we cover a lot of these like comic cons and things like this and people love all the you know old time performers uh, like like for instance fairly recently I went to a uh, went and covered a comic con and they had Lou Ferrigno there and people are just so in love with the Incredible Hulk. And that show yeah. hasn't been on the air in ages. And so right. I think about somebody like a Mary Tyler Moore or Elizabeth Montgomery being at these being at these Comic Cons, they would oh get mobbed. My God. Oh my god. If Elizabeth <laughs> was alive today and she and she if she went to one of those uh, autograph shows, yeah. they would have the biggest line. Oh, it'd ever. be a line around the block. <laughs> around the block up the street no that's right that's city. right because i i remember a few years ago we went to uh went, went to a comic-con somewhere and they had the uh they had some some old disney characters there like the voices of like donald duck and and some of these folks and they were getting mobbed and yeah it was people that when they were working it was kids coming up to them and the parents and all this. And it's like, okay, 
I can guarantee you the kids do not have any clue <laughs> the, the anything about Donald Duck, you know, and they're having to be educated by by the parents. So yeah, I would th- I would think that Elizabeth Montgomery would be over huge at these events. Yeah, yep, yeah. She would be crazy. It'd be crazy, so crazy. People so, would love her, and she would love it. And you know, look at. Love and affection are healing things, you know. Whatever issues that she might have had with the show, believe me, they would have dissipated. Oh yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, they, that, that would have, that would have been, you know, just a complete deal. One of the things that um, I also like about you, and that I want to get your thoughts on, is uh, you have uh, have have you gotten the Sean Connery book out yet, or is that still no, I'm still writing that. I'm still writing the Diana Rigg book, and then I'm still writing the George Lucas and Steven Spielberg book. That's going. Those books aren't going to be out for a while. Um, it's. I'm trying to. I'm working very hard to make them as great as they can be. Well, the only reason I bring up the Sean Connery thing is because over, I think it was over Christmas, I had strep throat and pneumonia and i pretty much just sat on the couch and watched old tv and movies and one of the things i watched was a movie that sean connery was in it was called highlander 2 it was not one of the greatest highlander movies but they had some notes uh, at the beginning and at the end and i I think i watched it on amazon prime or something so they had like behind the scenes you know details on on the movie itself and they were talking about how uh, sean connery they flew him in for like three days and he only had him for three days and he and they got all this material out of him and i I was just thinking about my god sean connery big freaking deal they they they, they maximized the minutes that they had had with sean connery yeah for for some reason those the 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 first highlander and that second one are are two of his most popular films beyond yes yes Um, so you know who who can figure out when a certain they certainly weren't you know the movies like what was that one Zoolander or not Zoolander uh, Zardox yes yes like oh my gosh where you know he stood there in his underwear that was just an odd odd science fiction film um, but yeah that although that is covered in my book <laughs> so why 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 did you decide to put a Sean Connery book together and and work on this because there's so many people that you could have covered. Yeah. Um, well, it was just, you know, it happened to be a decision that I made with my agent. We were, you know, looking around and it's like, well, maybe it's time. Cause I really wasn't going to write another book. You know, yeah. I, I really wasn't interested. I had met everybody I wanted to meet, talked with everybody I wanted to talk to, interviewed everybody I wanted to, wrote about everybody I wanted to write about. Yes. And I was kind of like done. But my agent said, this might be a, a good thing where you can venture into movies, and which is, you know, not my thing. I'm classic TV, obviously. And I said, okay. So I picked Sean, and he had just passed away. And I went, okay, maybe he would be good. And Diana Rigg, she had just passed away. Yeah. Yep. She'd be good. And Diana Rigg, continues at least the theme of the classic TV female stars. Um, and yet at the same time, she's tied in with Sean 
because they did the Avengers, not the Avengers Marvels, but the yeah. Avengers TV show redo yeah. together. Yeah. Um, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. No, she, he, they didn't do it together, but he did the, the redo of Avengers that she did the original version of, and then she was in Her Majesty's Secret Service, which was the James Bond movie that he didn't do, but still somehow they were connected. So I thought, well, you know, what the heck? And that's how it happened. Well, I'll tell you, you, you've, you sure know uh, <laughs> how to get the most out of any of these stars that you cover, and these books are amazing. Well, thanks, James. You know, I they're not. You know, look at they're they're they make that they fill a niche and they fit a niche, and you know, it makes hopefully you know I wanted the the reader to be as happy reading about these beloved shows as happy as they were in watching them. You know, yes. I wasn't into, and I'm still not into, you know, controversy and salaciousness. I'll talk about. You know, compelling thoughts or, oh, yeah. or co- complex thoughts about these people, but not in a hurtful way, in a dignified way, you know, yes. because you still want to tell a good story, uh, but you want to tell the truth. But if you tell the truth with dignity, you're good. And that's what I try to do. Well, I think it is it is fantastic. Now, you have got some other books out there, Glamour, Gidgets, and The Girl Next Door. Tell me a little bit about this. Yes, Glamour, Gidgets, and The Girl Next Door um, are profiles, is a, is a compilation of profiles of all the classic TV females of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and people like, you know, Nichelle Nichols from uh, Nichelle Nichols from Star Trek and Barbara Bain from Mission Impossible and Maureen McCormick from The Brady Bunch and Donna Douglas from Beverly Hillbillies, Lindsay Wagner from The Bionic Woman, Linda Carter, Wonder Woman. So I just wanted to make sure that I covered all of them in one book. And then I did a sequel to that about the guys called... Um, Dash, what is it called? <laughs> Dashing, Daring, and Debonair. Uh, yes, yes. TV's iconic uh, males of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. I could not do one book without the other. So Glamour, Gidgets, and the Girl Next Door, and then was followed by uh, with uh, Dashing, Daring, and Debonair. Well, I'll tell you, Herbie, you, you've put a lot of cool books out there. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us here on our big program. And now, of course, is the legendary Herbie J. Pilato. He's a writer, producer, director, actor, songwriter. He has authored several books. We've talked about a lot of them today about pop culture, including acclaimed biographies of Elizabeth Montgomery and Mary Tyler Moore. He's also a features writer for the Television Academy and Emmys.com and is the host and co-executive producer of Then Again with Herbie J. Pilato, the popular classic TV talk show. And Herbie joins us today here on the telephone talking a little bit about a lot of his books and one book that you were just mentioning there dashing daring and debonair uh talk to me about some of the different folks that are included in this great book yes um, let's see there's robert conrad who had done an episode yes. of my show from the first yes season. indeed robert conrad no. i was always a big robert conrad mark i love it, him he, he was one tough cookie let me tell you yes um Robert Wagner, David Soule, and Paul Michael Glazer from Starsky and Hutch. 
Yeah. Um, um, Larry Larry Wilcox from Chips and Eric Estrada from Chips. Um, even people like Raymond Burr and Norman Lear and Rod Serling, Michael Landon. That's awesome. Um, you, you name it. Whoever was popular and of the guys in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, I tried to cover it. Well, I'll tell you, you you have a... Uh... You have nailed it on a lot of these folks. Uh, Robert Conrad passed away, what was it, just a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, all the way up until the end, uh, he had a show for, like, I think it was Talk Radio Network or something. Yeah, and, yeah. And I used to watch that, and he was still Robert Conrad all the way to the end. It, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was <laughs> for sure. Yeah, he, you know, and he gave me like like a hard time when he came to do the show. But when I realized that he liked giving people a hard time, and that he liked when people gave him a hard time back, he was great. You know, <laughs> I mean, I thought, <laughs> I thought, my God, what a pain this guy is, really. And then you know, he was this and he was that. Great. And then the next day. No, and then at the end of the day, you know, he was like, all the women on the set were all over him still. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They still loved him, right? And um, so when when he told me he was going to leave in about five minutes, and I kept him looking over, and there he was. And I'm like, Bob, I thought you said you were going to go. It's like, what? It's like you've been here an hour now. What's going on? He looked at me, and like he was going to kill me. And then the next day... His son calls my producer and says, oh, I just want you to know, my dad really enjoyed being on your show. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, I remember listening to that to, to that radio program that he had, and, and women were all over the, the phone lines. Just They, they loved Robert Conrad. It just... I. It, it, it's amazing, because he, he never lost that touch, man. No. No, he didn't. He didn't. Herbie so he, J. Was, uh, he was something. Herbie J. Pilato with us today. HerbieJPilato.com is the official website. And um, Herbie, as we wrap up here with you, my friend, what, what is what is next for you? Where, where, where can we send people to get your, your next project? Well, there's the 12 Best Secrets of Christmas, which is coming out in, at Christmas. Okay. And it's my first non-celebrity book, so I'm excited about it. It's more mainstream. It takes my memories of growing up uh, at Christmas time in, in Rochester, New York. And it's like a, li- a life's little instruction book for Christmas. I'm so excited about it. And then, of course, you know, I'm all over Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and Twitter. And you can come talk with me there. I, I try to be a positive voice in social media, in the negative world. And I just try to offer a little a bright bright thoughts here and there and you can communicate with me there and order my books directly from me there or go to amazon.com or go to herbiejpilato.com fantastic well herbie thanks for doing this my friend and i will talk to you soon have yourself a blessed week my friend thank you james for having me on it's always a pleasure thank you herbie there he goes that's herbie j Pilato, the fantastic herbie j Pilato, and uh he is amazing. Get more information on his website, HerbieJPilato.com. We're going to take a brief time out. The fantastic, fantastic Herbie J. Pilato back here on our big program.
It provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses, such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costs skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate lock, call LifeCare at 800-671-0247. 800-671-0247. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? The people in your life? What do you want to protect? Your possessions, the things that belong to you, the things that you've worked hard for. Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Everyone thinks their home is safe until the unexpected happens. Start protecting your home and loved ones today with the affordable next generation in home security. To keep your family and property safe, call 1-800-676-1070. Representatives are standing by to assist you. That's 1-800-676-1070. 1-800-676-1070. If you don't have final expense insurance, this message is for you. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to help cover final expenses, medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance, available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. Call LifeCare at 800-926-6092, 800-926-6092, Attention Medicare beneficiaries, are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. Tell us the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-991-7014. 800-991-7014. That's 800-991-7014. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. Mama does crank it. Jiggy Jaguar podcasting from www.jiggyjaguar.com. Live on 50 plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. And I think I'm going to sneeze. Yay, yay, yay. I <laughs> love doing that on the air. 
It is the big broadcast, coast to coast, and border to border on iHeartRadio today, AMFM247.com, tune in iTunes. Herbie J. Pilato was our guest. If you want to get more information on what Herbie J. is up to, go over to his website, HerbieJPilato.com. That is the best spot to see what our guest is doing. However, we have got a pretty cool new marketing partner we want to tell you about here today at Transmedia Worldwide. This is a tremendous new Kickstarter campaign. And if you're watching us on television, uh, this is absolutely a pretty amazing little product. It is a great new project. It's currently being financed via the crowdfunding platform Kickstarter. It's called Mod JL and is a collection of backpacks that can be combined with one another instantly to create unique looks and suit all purposes. Go over and search M-O-D-J-L, the Modular Backpack and Carrying Collection, to check this out on kickstarter.com. It's well worth a look. It's the same guy that always buys the same ads every single freaking week. He buys $5 ads. What I think is funny is that he was buying he was buying um massive amount of ads from me on one of our Fiverr accounts. He was buying so many of these. I'm like, I'm going to raise it 5 bucks and then he stopped buying. <laughs> so now he's buying from another account where the ads are $5. So I I I I I I I I don't know. As they say. Who's saying it? Why are they saying it? I don't know why they're saying it. They are indeed saying it. We are gonna go to our next guest who is gonna join us here in just a few. Um I love the way I labeled their 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 pre-tape. What the label of the pre-tape is is not exactly the actual uh, interview, we'll say. Interview. So here it is. Imagine that. On our big program. <laughs> However, we have got two great guests with us today. They join us live here on our broadcast. Terrence Winters, Robert Doerr, and they have an incredible book, Sex, Diet, and Tanning, The Curious Story of the Drug to Induce a Natural Tan, including all you ever wanted to know about tanning. And I'll tell you guys, I have some firsthand experience with this. Uh, a couple years ago, uh, there was a, a friend of mine who is, he's into everything you could possibly be into. <laughs> And and our buddy Mick Grimm, he uh, he started using this, and I one day he shows up at the gym, and and the guy the guy looked like I don't know if you've ever seen that Seinfeld episode where Kramer went to sleep in the tanning bed and showed oh, yeah. up in the tanning booth. He looked exactly like this guy, and um, I always thought he was going to have some health problems. And look who won the pony a couple years later. He had some health problems. Tell us about your book and tell us about what you guys are trying to accomplish here. 
All right, Bob, do you want me to go or you want to go? Terry, go ahead. Okay, well, it's the business story of how the drug to induce the natural tan was um, discovered and developed initially at the University of Arizona in Tucson. Okay. And then, because we couldn't get the financing in the United States, we took it to Australia. And why Australia? Well, because Australia is the capital of skin cancer in the world. Wow. Really? They were very, very interested in it and got it developed. And basically, it is now approved in the United States by the FDA and in Europe by the EMA, but it's only approved for what's called an orphan disease, which is a very obscure disease that only strikes um, a small number of people. In this case, it's a thing called EPP, um, where if you go out in sunlight, you get intense pain. But if we give the person a tan, uh, they don't get the, the pain. And we had some incredible things happen during the development and Bob and I felt that we wanted to get this story out there because otherwise no one would believe it. Because if we, if we wrote this story as fiction, um, we would be accused of uh, not being credible. Really? And Bob has also put at the end uh, four chapters explaining um, how you tan. But the thing I've got to emphasize is this is a natural tan. Yes. This not yes. a dye. What we're yes. doing is we are, we are turning on the skin cells called melanocytes to produce the tanning material, which is called melanin or pheomelanin, and thereby induce a tan. It lasts exactly the same as a natural tan, and it is a natural tan. Yes, so and this story. this is the thing that... Uh... You know, Mick, he he took all this stuff that 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 basically dyed the skin. What you guys have here is not a dye. Um, tell us a little bit about how this is so much safer than some of the other things that are going on out there. Well, it doesn't cause skin cancer. Yes, period. it it bypasses the need for uh, DNA damage. The way we tan is our skin cells get DNA damage and they send a chemical message, a peptide called alpha melanocyte stimulating hormone to cause the melanocytes to make melanin. So every tan starts with skin damage. And what this drug does is it bypasses the need for the DNA damage from the sun. And what the chemists at the U of A did is they inserted two different amino acids in the molecule and made it 1,000-fold more potent than a natural hormone. Wow. That's a heck of a deal. We have got two great guests with us today. They join us live here on our big program. So what, what are some of your goals with this book that you guys have here? Uh, our goals are very simple, like, Tell you what mine is, simply to get the story out. Bob? Yeah, the, the same thing. Uh, this is a drug that took from the 19, late 1970s to four years ago to get approved in the United States. It's an incredibly long drug development story. Normally, uh, drugs are 
produced and developed in much shorter time frames. Yeah. But this really took uh, a very long time uh, to get developed. There are now three melanocortin drugs on the market, and that's why we named the book Sex, Diet, and Tanning, because one of the drugs is a sexual stimulant in both men and women. One of the drugs is a tanning drug, our, our drug, athamelanotide, and the other is a, a diet or weight loss drug for pediatric forms of obesity. It turns out there are melanocortin receptors in the brain that mediate both sexual arousal and a decrease in eating. And we didn't know any of that when we first started this out. Wow. So what, what has been the feedback you guys have gotten on this book so far? Well, um, some of the feedback, first feedback we got was that it's, uh, it's a case study of how drugs are developed. And it's a case study of entrepreneurship. Whereas in this case, the entrepreneurship was, was actually out of the university. And um, I think if people read this book, they'll get very good insight as to the way drugs are developed and to the, the challenges and uh, problems that you run into in getting a drug to market. <clears throat> because it's got to be both safe and effective and the FDA in the United States and the EMA in Europe are very scrupulous about making sure that your drug is safe and it is effective. And it's a very interesting story. I think it will appeal to people that are interested in learning the details like that. And you won't believe some of the happenings that went on and how this drug, um, this drug family causes uh, sexual stimulation, appetite suppression and tanning. The drug we developed caused only tanning, and there are very good reasons for that. We'd have to get into the science of it. Yes. Well, uh, what, what, what ex when you guys put this book together, how, how, did, how did you go about that? Tell me about the writing process. Well, we basically said that um, I would write the business side of it because I was the venture capitalist, and Bob would write the science side of it. And um, he would also write some of the things that were specific to the university. And uh, that's the way it went about. I mean, we've um, over the 30 years we've been doing this, we, we've become very good friends. We have great respect for each other's uh, intellect. And um, the writing went very easy, quite honestly, very little, very little corrections and uh, we were very, very happy with it. It's easy to write because it's all true. And, um, you know, there, there was no creation here. We just had to tell the story. Yeah. So when you, when you read it, you just won't believe it. I mean, there's a murder in it. <clears throat> there's a guy, one of the founders, that uh, injected himself with the experimental drugs. And you won't believe what happened to him. Um, I could keep going on, but it, uh, <laughs> it will spoil the story. That's great. Yeah, so one of, one of the, uh, yes, one of the founders, Mac Hadley, injected himself with a second derivative and got a penile erection for about 10 hours. Wow, really? <laughs> no kidding. 
Holy smokes. So, uh, what's next for you guys uh, as, as far as authors and, and, and everything else? Well, I guess we ought to address that personally. I'm writing my second book. It's called China Trials, and it's about a company that uh, we finance that did its main clinical trials in China. And believe me, that also was really, really interesting. And that should be published in about six to 12 months. I'm, I'm also writing a second book about my mother's flying in World War II as a WASP pilot. She was actually a B-17 bomber pilot. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Well, yeah, where people can say their mother flew a B-17. <laughs> I think that's badass. I think that's badass. Well, uh, before we let you guys go, how do, how do we get in touch with you guys online, buy your book and, and everything else? There's a website. The website is simply the same title as the book, Sex, Diet, and Tanning. And um, I believe we have a an email on there if people want to get in touch with us. Fantastic. We, We'd be happy to chat to anybody. I think they'll enjoy reading the book. It's a fairly short read. And um, once, they, once they pick it up, they won't be able to put it down. Fantastic. Well, gentlemen, thanks for doing this. And uh, thanks for chatting with me. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. Take Appreciate care. Bye. it, gentlemen. There they go. And uh, there we go. And uh, we are going to get to our... We are going to get to our next show. So thanks for joining us this week here on our big program. And, uh, we will see you next time. I will see you live. Good.